It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We are continuing our off-the-road interview series, speaking with musicians around the world, sharing their experiences with the pandemic and other crises. You can hear everything we've aired so far at hawaiipublicradio.org. And a group that we were thrilled to welcome to the show last year was 10,000 Maniacs, making their Hawaii debut after a nearly 40-year career. And like nearly all touring musicians, they are now sidelined due to the pandemic, but we're fortunate to get some time with their super cool and very talented vocalist, who also plays violin, viola, and sometimes keyboards, Mary Ramsey. Hey, Mary, aloha and mahalo. Great to be in touch again. Well, aloha, mahalo. Great to talk with you, too. First, let's set the scene. Where are you right now, and is this where you've been since the pandemic crisis began? Yeah, so I'm in Buffalo, New York. We haven't really gone anywhere outside of western New York. I live in the city in a little house. It's been interesting to not be on tour, to not travel, to be home so much. I certainly am much more aware of my yard and sounds of of the neighborhood. New awakenings and awarenesses of things, especially when you have a different routine, it can shed light on those things. And let's go back to that earlier part of the year, if we can, when the virus was first making news in the United States. Kind of walk us through how it impacted 10,000 Maniacs and the tour. Like many groups, we had a lot of shows on the books for this whole year. And at the end of February, we were outside of New York City doing three shows. It was right after that, pretty much March, what, 7th, that all this stuff became aware to the public. We weren't sure if we were going to be doing any shows. It was really kind of odd because the information that was given to us wasn't clear. And I think a lot of the booking agents weren't sure what to do yet and the clubs So it really came down to kind of the last minute. It was decided the tour that we were going to do in March was going to be postponed. So it it was um, really strange, I have to say, you know, because this information that we got living in New York State, it was really intense because of all this stuff going on in New York City. Right. Very scary. And then I actually did a little local jazz show on March 7th, and it was in a small club. It was a solo gig. I have a little group that I have fun with. We do jazz standards and just anything that I asked them to play. But even at that show, there was some that attended there. He was an older actor who ended up getting the virus and dying. Who was that? Joey Jambria. He actually was doing a pilot. He just happened to be there at that gig. Yeah. He died at, at age 86. And he was an actor and he had a personal connection? I played viola on, on a recording of his ah. uh, a couple years ago. He was a very active guy, very interesting guy, really charming. And um, this old Italian, you know, old blood of buffalo kind of guy. So my friend brought him there. She worked on a TV pilot that was shot here. Huh. So that's a connection that you have. That's a good lead into where... Um, Take a moment and share your reflections on the cost of this thing. Well, I think it's very difficult in all walks of life. I mean, this is a horrible situation that's come kind of out of the blue, it seems. And with the way our country has handled the situation, it's made it even more difficult, I think. And if you're in the arts, it's really tough because it sort of just shut it all down. You know, like my uh, friend's daughter is a dancer with the Washington Ballet, and she, she came and lived with us here because that totally shut down and um, they did a lot of these virtual classes and they're still doing it classes online with different uh, dance masters from all over the world so in a way that's kind of an interesting part of this like using technology to connect with other people 
but the thought of the future and performing is really it's difficult because it keeps being postponed or if you are asked to play there's a sense of am I going to be at risk for my own health or am I going to by performing am I going to bring a gathering together that might harm people in the audience so that's Something you don't, I mean, I've never really thought about that mm. much. I mean, when I was younger, I was always concerned about the cigarette smoke that was everywhere. Sure. Though I think in some ways, for me, it's been um, a way of slowing down and becoming more connected with nature and listening to birds. You know, we have a lot of birds around here. Mm. And also focusing on my instruments and singing looks like your affected tour dates were first rescheduled to June from what I saw. Then it looks like everything got bumped to at least October. Give us a little more insight into what's happening. Uh, I think our sense is that probably nothing with the group's going to happen in terms of performing this year. first of the year. Yeah, there are venues here locally that have just started to have small groups. And I don't know how some of these places are going to stay open because... It's just difficult to have such a small amount of people and to control it. And I think the the scary part is like singing, you know, you're singing your, you can't sing really with a mask on. It's not... Um, not easy. Not easy. And it's just, uh, it's really hard to, to sort out how this is going to work out. So everything will go to 2021. I would say so, yes. You know, and it's also the means of when, when you tour, you know, there's a lots of different levels, but, you know, for the most part, when we tour... Sometimes we get a tour bus, and that is a very close right. quartered place. Then we go to hotels. It's made me much more aware of, they used to kind of tease me about being a bit of a germaphobe <laughs> on the tour bus, you know, or in any place. But really, it's just kind of a little bit of a Petri dish, that some of those places. But an awareness that I have is just how grateful, like at, at the age I'm at, how lucky, you know, you're looking back on the past and thinking, a year ago I was doing this and this. And all the shows that I've been able to be a part of, reflecting on and having a lot of memories and feeling grateful and lucky. Right. How unusual it was to do what we used to do, sitting so close to people and stuff. Yeah, you're right. It's very, uh, it's very, very surreal to, uh, to imagine. I know. Just really. We're thinking how lucky we were to come to H Hawaii. Right. Um, you know, the adventure part of touring and and enjoy the beauty of, of the islands. Um, I mean, it was just really, really wonderful. Well, it's good you treasure stuff. I'm lucky because both my parents are still alive and kicking, and um, my dad lives about half an hour away with his wife, so I've become more connected with him, just visiting him more. You know, that's the other thing is when this started, one had to sort of say, who can I See. be around? More of a selective process, Yeah. And so here, certainly what's been wonderful is that the, the season's changed and the flowers are out. So we've done a lot of gardening. And to really, I said, listening to the birds, there's music in the way they have their bird calls. There's a cardinal couple, and uh, the cardinals have a very distinct chirp, I guess is the way. I don't want to say tweet because I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, that word. <laughs> when it comes to your folks, did you have any concern hooking up with your, your parents or other family? Yeah, I mean, we certainly, what I would, would do is initially I would just drop, where my father lives, I'd bring them food, I'd bring them stuff that i stop at a store and get stuff, like specialty breads and things like that and just drop it off. And then 
like the first time that we got together, it got to a point where they just really wanted to see, they were kind of isolated, you know. Mm. We just wanted to see each other, so we had the social distance with the masks on in the backyard. So that's what was really good about the weather getting warmer, to be able to do that. Um, And my mother is in North Carolina. She really is by herself in her house, but one of my sisters brings her food. And But with my mom, I do a lot of FaceTime mm. and um, we've had Zoom meetings. <laughs> and then uh, besides the pandemic, we've had these other issues spiral into their own crises, both the Black Lives Matter and then the related yet separate police reform movement. Have you been touched by these? Do you have any thoughts to share? We had you know, the protests in Buffalo, New York, and I think it's um, something that's been, been way overdue, like just the police brutality and then the inequality. Uh, I know in the city there is discrepancies in neighborhoods that are pretty profound, and I see this as being the right time for this to happen. In a way, because of being in isolation or in quarantine, I think it's given people more time to really kind of look at what's going on and observe it. And with technology being able to capture what's going on, you know, the average person can film somebody doing something like what well, what happened when there was a protest downtown in our city. There was an older gentleman, like a 75-year-old man, who was pushed over by some police. I saw that. And fell and hit his head. It was pretty brutal. And this... Uh, Police just kind of walked by, which was just very disturbing. And I think there's going to be real change in a different way than the the revolutions in the past, like the 60s revolutions that were happening, because like the Me Too movement and then the Black Lives Matter movements, they seem to be extensions of the kernels that started way back when, I mean, way, way back. But I think there's more action being taken and laws being made and changes that are going to be better for so many people. It's 10,000 Maniacs vocalist and violin viola player Mary Ramsey, and tomorrow she'll share more of her pandemic experience and even play a song for us, one with a very special local connection. Hear this and all the interviews in our Off the Road series at hawaiipublicradio.org. I'm Dave Lawrence.